You're listening to Mind of the Alpha, raw, unedited, and straight from the wolf's mouth. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Bobby with Mind of the Alpha podcast, and I got Tyler. Tyler, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. Having a pretty good night. I know uh, one thing. I'm I'm hella excited to get you on here, man. It's been a uh, how long have we been planning on doing this? Um, yeah, I want to say uh, through Messenger uh, or DMs. It was probably about a month ago, and then uh, finally got to have a phone chat, and uh, that was probably what about two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, I, yeah, I think the the first chat we had was like two weeks ago, but. But I know uh, with TikTok, I mean, it was kind of weird because you were uh, you were kind of going through. Um, I think we were having issues with you getting my messages and things like that. So I don't know what's going on with that. But but we're here now, man, and I'm I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, man. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm real excited. I love I love doing podcast episodes. Yeah, I'm working on getting mine established. Uh, like I've got all the stuff that I need, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to do do the podcast thing by myself i've got buddies that are like down to do it we just got to get our times uh our schedules in order yeah i always i always wonder how like joe rogan does it you know what i mean because like you know he well actually he didn't start off by himself he started off brian redband um but it's pretty pretty crazy that he uh that he you know that he the way he does his podcast um you know he's kind of by himself but he just brings in different guests and things like that and that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you in here, man, because I, I came across your TikTok and I, man, I was binge watching your videos because they are, inter- you put some interesting shit on TikTok, man. Um, it's pretty <laughs> well, awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. So what, you know, I wanted to ask you because you, you know, you obviously have people a drawing to you, man. You have a lot of people, um, you know, that follow you. How many followers do you have? Like 300,000 or something, 250,000 or something? Uh. Uh, just past the two seventy thousand uh, mark, uh, which is like I'm I'm still kind of flabbergasted, uh, mm-hmm. and the engagement kind of fluctuates too because I'm constantly getting shadow banned because people either really enjoy my content or intrigued by it or like they absolutely just hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you uh, know what's crazy? If you if you have people hating on you, that means you're doing something right. You know what I mean? So right. Right, that, even that rule applies towards uh, towards Freemasons, I guess, because uh, I don't know. Freemasons seem to catch a lot of flack, but the you know the whole goal or uh, idea with my content was basically I just you know being a Freemason, and I did all a lot of my debunking that helped me want to be able to join. Uh, but just seeing so much misinformation, I was like, well, I'm consider myself to be like a conspiracy theorist as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I was like looking at conspiracy content. And of course, like you start coming across stuff where Freemasons are essentially getting blamed for everything. And I'm just like catching myself arguing with people in the comments. And I'm just like, why don't I just start making content myself and like debunking all this nonsense uh, mm-hmm. and uh yeah just kind of stemmed from that idea and um just been going ever since uh we even kind of established like a whole because you know evidently there was a lot of uh us masons that were just casually on tiktok 
from, you know, like the everyone else that joined because of the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we got on, got hooked, got hooked on it, and then pretty much uh, ended up finding each other and starting a whole like, like Masonic TikTok social movement type thing, and like our own little like community that's now that's branched cool. over into Discord and stuff. Uh, oh, really? Okay, okay. So you're so I I guess um, everybody listening, you can surmise that Tyler is a Freemason, and um, I I would say. In my opinion, that's one of the most interesting things about you because there's a lot of, um, you know, misinformation. Like you said, a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of people that think that Freemasons are um, devil worshippers and, and satanic, and then there's some people that think, oh, they're like tied to the Illuminati, and there's all these conspiracy theories and all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, like, I love your content because you kind of, like you said, you kind of debunk all that. So, how long have you been a Freemason? I mean, what um, have you been doing that? I was uh, initiated October 3rd of 2019, so a little over three years now. Uh, okay. So you've been a Freemason for three years now. Um, yeah. Wh- what, what was like, uh, what, what kind of made you want to do that? I mean, what, what made you want to jump into the, the uh, Freemasons? I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be up front with you here, Tyler. I, there's a lot about Freemasons I don't know about. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, there's a lot yeah, of stuff sure. that I do. So, I mean, I've, you know, read about it and that sort of thing. And I've always been really interested. I've had some friends that were Freemasons, but, um, I'm hoping you can kind of shed some light on, on some of these things. But so what, what made you decide to, to, uh, be initiated? Um, well, long story short is that, so when I first started tattooing, uh, kind of goes back to the, that era. Um, I was 19 years old. Uh, just started my tattoo apprenticeship and the manager of the tattoo studio, he was a Mason. And up until this point, you know, I was, I've been a conspiracy theorist since like, I don't know, officially since I was like at least 14. But what got me into conspiracies was uh, I watched Fahrenheit 9-11 when I was really young. Uh, I don't even remember Mm -hmm. how old I was. I'd say like nine or 10. And, okay. but that, that was when I first discovered, well, I was 10 years old when 9-11 happened and it was about a year after that. So I was probably about 11. Uh, but, um, that was the first time that I realized that, you know, the media can lie to us and I'm just like, the news told a lie. What? Man. And, <laughs> right, I mean, and yeah, so, shocking, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, earth-shattering being 11 and, like, having this, like, you know, critical mind already. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but that, that kind of led into um, me being intrigued by uh, the shop manager at the time. I was like, so you're a Freemason, and he's just, like, this, like, normal, average Joe, southern, uh, southern gentleman. And I was like, you do not fit the <laughs> description that I thought that Freemasons were. And granted, back then, the conspiracy theories were a lot more mild compared to, like, the outlandish stuff that people come up with today. So, like, I wasn't some, like, zealous, uh, uh, excited conspiracy theorist that's going to start yelling at this guy because he's a Freemason. It was like... You know, it was just kind of the generic term, like, oh, Freemasons are a bunch of 
wealthy old white guys that you know like secretly run the world and rumors of possibly worshiping the devil or something like that mm-hmm. um n- nowhere near to the caliber that it is today but uh <clears throat> but yeah so i and like I'm sure you're familiar with the atmosphere of tattoo studios. Like it's it's nothing but straight ball busting all day long, mm-hmm. every day. Right. So for sure, that yeah. was my opportunity to start. Yeah, like to start basically busting his balls. I'm like he he's he was a devout Christian, and mm-hmm. uh, at at this point in my life, I was actually an atheist, and uh, but I was still intrigued with it, and I would you know just be like, so you guys like worship Satan and stuff, like secretly worshiping the devil ruling the world that type of stuff mm-hmm. but he knew i was joking and uh he um basically gave me the rundown i finally i was like but seriously like what what is this stuff all about uh and he broke it down for me and uh the the main selling point for me was that it was a uh charitable organization and i had no idea and i found out that through him that he was a shriner Mm-hmm. And I knew what the Shriners were. I had no idea that it was tied in with Freemasonry because uh, the guy that was my dad's best friend growing up, he was a Shriner. He was like always doing the parades, with, you know, the the red bucket hats, or as you know, yeah. I like to call them back then, uh, yeah. the fezes, riding the little go karts and all that stuff. And um, so I was like, okay, well, that's that's awesome. Uh, uh, then I like became interested and wanting to join but being an atheist like i was conflicted because i couldn't join uh but i really wanted to and uh because you know not being church was a big thing for me growing up to an extent uh and Mm -hmm. having that community of like-minded people that just you know wanted to be genuinely good people um but i didn't really have that anymore since i wasn't going to church obviously as as a non-believer at that mm-hmm. time. Okay. Um, and so I wanted that like sense of community back. Like I, I, I still enjoyed philanthropy, wanting to help people. Uh, but it's kind of hard to get stuff like bigger projects or whatever the case may be done on your own. Um, and, and, and then I just kind of started doing more research into it. And everything that he said checked out and I started to do my debunk process and everything that the conspiracy theories were saying was relatively easy to debunk. And I was sold. I was like as much charity. I came across the, uh, uh, Oxford Masonic home for children. And that was a big selling point for me because I, I looked into that and it's not tied to any type of like government orphanage, uh, like, I knew how much the Shriners did for children with the Shriners hospitals and everything. And, uh, yeah, ultimately I just like, at that point I was like, okay, like conspiracy nuts just kind of don't know what they're talking about with this. And I, I, I like what I see. So, uh, but I, again, I, I couldn't join, uh, uh, at that time, but I still remained friends. And then, you know, fast forward a few years later, uh, tried to join mm-hmm. <laughs> because I fi- I finally like came to the conclusion on my own that like I, I was more of like a deist that you know I kind of believed in like a like the universe is God type thing um some I was like gravity's 
a force that's greater than me that I can't explain. And then everything works harm, like in harmony to get whatever, like, and, uh, it was enough to where I would, would be considered eligible, but there was a conflict with the mentor. That was the guy that like apprenticed me or uh-huh. whatever. Um, okay. So you, so you have to be, you have to be sponsored to join the Masons. Is that correct? Uh, technically, yes. Uh, there's like in my jurisdiction in North Carolina, uh, there has to be like two <clears throat> vouches, like two members of the lodge that are willing to sign your petition and vouch for you. Okay. And, uh, it's not that you really have to, it's a misconception, uh, that people think that they have to know the person beforehand. Like Freemasonry is all about like, like essentially manhood right like being able to like walk into a situation and shake some hands and introduce yourself like that that would be like the the stepping stone of anyone trying to join a lodge because that's really all it takes is just showing up to the lodge and showing interest and shaking some hands uh and then by that time you show up to in order to like say you decide to get your petition uh, mm-hmm. you would, you would say, Hey, like I'm interested in joining Freemasonry, ask a few questions, yada, yada. And then, um, you'd be like, yeah, like I, I really want to join. Uh, what's the next step? Asking is the first step. Uh, it's, uh, we have a saying to be one, ask one. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really as simple as that, but it doesn't guarantee you a spot of joining, of course, because there is like a process. There's a, a like an interview process and then, uh, we even do background checks because uh, mm-hmm. we don't allow uh, uh, violent felons, basically, is what I'll say. Because there has been instances where nonviolent felons that, you know, maybe they got in trouble when they were a teenager uh, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago. And they've, right. they've shown obvious progress uh, since then. We're not going to mm-hmm. hold somebody accountable for that. But, you know, someone who uh, decided to go on a, I don't know murdering spree like yeah we're not going to let you in our lodge bud <laughs> right yeah exactly you don't want you know and and from what i understand in my readings of the freemasons like you when you apply to be a freemason um you have to um kind of show them what you bring what you'll bring to the um to the uh the the, the group you know as far as like what you bring as a man to the group does that make sense um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, I, w- I would respectfully kind of disagree. Um, it's not okay. really much about attributes. Uh, it's more so just about the inner, the inner you. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, if it wasn't obvious, uh, I know I don't, I'm not on camera for the podcast, but uh, I'm covered in face tattoos and uh, tattoos in Oh, believe me. And they know who that- you are, man. We have a uh, private group, Instagram. I've been sharing the hell out of your stuff, so. Um, I'm sure oh, that they've awesome, seen awesome. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> right maybe, on, right on. Before, before we get too far, though, I do have a um, question for you from one of the group members. Um, sure. It's, my, it's actually a, a really good friend of mine. His name's Chris, and he, he's in the live. He's in your TikTok live right now. Um, but oh, he, awesome. He just messaged me, and he says um, he's been thinking about becoming a Freemason for years, and uh, he said, well, weirdly enough, I have people on TikTok asking me if I'd like to join. So he's wondering if they do recruit on TikTok and, um, gotcha. you know, you kind of, you're going over the process. So he, he was asking what the proper process is. So 
We'll, um, we'll yeah. keep going over no. that. But do they recruit? Like, do you guys actively recruit new members? Or you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's actually an amazing question because uh, I I, ha- I haven't made a video on this in a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, no. Uh, there is some jurisdictions that in more recent years will allow recruitment, but overall the tradition of Freemasonry is the rule is no recruiting because one of the biggest parts of the process is coming of your own free will and accord. Um, it kind of like takes away from the experience if you don't come of your own free will and accord. Now, the thing about people recruiting on TikTok, the issue with that is that if that's happening, these people that are running these accounts, uh, they're seizing an opportunity because they see that we are active on TikTok. And then we get a lot of comments asking, how do I join? How do I join? And sometimes we miss those comments. They come swooping in with their fake accounts. And then it says like Illuminati Mason 666. And then yeah, man, I've actually actually gotten messages like that. We, We got a message like that on our Instagram about two months ago. Um, it was yeah, a guy who yeah, said no, he claims he's from the Illuminati from uh, the United Kingdom and um, <laughs> was like, have you ever considered joining the Illuminati? And I was like, and it, so one of my, one of our co-hosts, he was messing me. He was like, what is going on with this? And I was like, man, obviously it's fake. It's a scam. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, you gotta yeah. be, you gotta be careful, man. And that's, that was one of the things that drew me to you though, man, is you were putting so much information out there and you're doing it. You're not doing it. It doesn't seem it, like to me. In, in my opinion, you're not, there's nothing you're gaining out of it. You know what I mean? The only thing that you're right. doing is putting information out there to correct people and set people straight. And I love that about you, man. You're, that's why I love your account. That's why I think your, your uh, content is so genuine. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. Thank you. Because yeah. uh, I, I really do appreciate that compliment because that is the ultimate goal. You know, I, I've been accused of like, oh, they're just using you for like the newer generation, you're just recruiting, blah, blah. I'm like, I literally don't want, like, I like the fact that Freemasonry is niche. Like, I don't want a bunch of like people who are not willing to join for the the right reasons, people who want to join for any type of self gain, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, like, sure, I'm into esoteric stuff. Sure. I'm, I share like a, a wide range of content but at the end of the day i do cherish freemasonry and the essence of its teachings and i the the biggest teaching of freemasonry is to be a selfless individual uh it doesn't help a selfish person become selfless uh we have another saying that's uh it's it's not to make a bad man good it's to make a good man better Mm -hmm. and so you you essentially have to be a you know obviously it's subjective on the the scale of what's a good man is but i i'd say there's a general idea for like a good man you know a a man who takes care of his shit takes care of his family takes Mm -hmm. care of you know is a is a good employee at work is a good member of society uh isn't a nuisance and i'm not gonna lie like at one point in my life i was a nuisance and Mm -hmm. but i didn't want to be anymore and it freemasonry just kind of eventually landed in my lap at the most like perfect time and so i seized the opportunity and it was something i wanted to do for several years and uh so yeah i finally i finally just like um, i had a buddy that ended up joining the masons and i was Mm -hmm. like 
I, I did his tattoos. He didn't know that I even knew about the symbolism or anything. I was like, dude, yeah, like get me my petition. Like, let's do this. I didn't know you were Mason. <laughs> so you, you've been doing this for three years, man. And it seems like, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Tower. I thought you've been a Mason for 20 years. You know what I mean? You, you're so knowledgeable, man. It's crazy. So do you, how much, um, how much reading do you do? I mean, you, I know you got to read a lot. Uh, uh, it's uh, a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, every day I, I, I read something every day. It, it really helps. Uh, it's therapeutic for my neurodivergency, ADHD, if you will. Uh, and yeah, I just like, if I feel like if I'm, cause I, I'm not that like physically active. I, you know, I don't have much interest of just like, you know, going to the gym every day or like, like that type of lifestyle. And, and I don't dog it because I kind of, you know, wish that like I did have that drive, but I found my niche in research. Uh, like I've always just enjoyed research uh, and learning something new, but like on my own terms, cause uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a two-time dropout. I dropped out of high school when I was 15. I uh, got my GED when I was 16. Tried community college when I was 18 and dropped out of that too uh, and started tattooing immediately. Um, and uh, I I've, I've found that like forced schooling or any type of like unnecessary authority, I'm just not a fan of. And I think mm -hmm. that's why I didn't get along with like like certain church groups too growing up because i was even at a young age i was critical uh asking questions and you know pastors and preachers didn't really like that uh yeah they don't but, they don't really they kind of frown frown upon when you question kind of question their authority right yeah yeah you know like, what I mean? uh, especially in, especially in the bible belt uh we're, we're like the buckle of the bible belt and you question anything outside of southern baptism or you know presbyterian and it, it like you, you question anything outside outside those lines then uh you, you might as well just consider yourself a social outcast at that point right they, they, is that is that the um you said the bible belt so like uh hell, hell and brimstone preaching and all that or fire and brimstone preaching and all that and then then the um what do they do they they do the snakes and stuff like that is that is that oh yeah that's uh that's uh pentecostal, pentecostal. um and ironically they're crazy man i don't know i don't know how they well, that <laughs> that was uh, ironically the last denomination that i was a member of was the pentecostal church oh but, my gosh um it, it luckily um i'll give them the benefit of the doubt that was my favorite church that i was a member of uh that mm -hmm. particular church not so much the denomination because they weren't like the snake handler type and all that mm -hmm. stuff the only thing that they did differently was like the whole speaking in tongues thing mm -hmm. and uh but that ended up being the reason why I ended up leaving the church for good, never joining another one ever since then, because, uh, long, long story short, I like prayed my heart out one night at a, uh, we were at like a, this youth Christian youth camp, um, talking like a thousand kids during service and like a, a service band and like almost like a mega church type stage setting. Uh, and, everyone in there is praying in tongues and i'm feeling super left out and uh then you kind of feel like uh did you feel awkward at all i mean i would i would have felt awkward uh yeah well i was praying my heart out i was just kind of you know keeping to myself and praying my heart out literally to the point of tears 
wanting mm-hmm. to be able to receive this gift because the Pentecostals believe that it is a like chosen gift from God. And in, in that moment, I, what, I shared that belief with them and I, I wanted it more than anything in that moment. And it, it, I've even considered just blurting out gibberish nonsense and mm-hmm. uh, uh right but i i, I, I <laughs> like fake it until you make it type of deal yeah yeah like i mm-hmm. I, I but i felt disingenuous doing that so uh afterwards i asked one of the church leaders i was like hey like why like why <laughs> why can't i i get it why is everyone else getting it why can't i mm-hmm. and the response was something I, like i don't want to be disingenuous to whoever this person is either uh well even though they're anonymous i don't even remember their name but um it was something along the lines of, well, well, God just tends to like favor certain people and like, it just, it comes or it doesn't. And I'm like, okay, you're full of shit. I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. So yeah. So the thing is, Tyler, is like all my life I've had my, I've had my ups and downs with, with, uh, with God, um, as far as like what to believe, what not to believe. And I think a lot of times, and especially with like the Bible, for instance, a lot of people say that the Bible um, is is false and it, you know, it, it's fake and there's not, there's no proof to it, and we shouldn't just read it, you know, as as you know, as they say, read it straight from the Bible. You know what I mean? So, right. um, I I'm at, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I have, I feel like I have a pretty good relationship with God. I have. You know, I believe in God, and in my heart, um, I know. You know, if I if I'm good and and do the things I need to do, I'm going to end up, you know, in heaven. Um, but my one of the things that I do question, man, and is like with the Bible, for instance. There's a lot of stories in the Bible, and I think that it's kind of. And I was talking about this to someone on the podcast the other day. Um, we we may not be interpreting what they mean. You know what I mean? So like thousands of years Absolutely. ago, the Bible meant something. When it says something, it probably meant something a, a lot different than what it means today. And I think Absolutely. that I think a lot of these religions and a lot of these churches are are um, kind of missing that fact, and they're taking it for word. You know what I mean? It, that's just my opinion, though. And who am I? I'm, you know well, what I mean? I'm it's, not. It's I'm not even. Podcasting. It's not even really an opinion. Like. It, I'm not going to say that every church is doing it this way, but interpretation absolutely plays a role. But there is a major issue. Once I started like researching, like I, I'm not like a, a on paper scholar, but I do study scholars, if that makes sense. And well, that's pretty obvious from the stuff you talk about. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. well, the 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 essence of the situation is that when people go to seminary school mm-hmm. they're learning about the stuff that i'm talking about they just don't talk about it what like they go into that's why like you you can find a lot of content creators that are scholars and they'll be usually one of three options they're either full-blown atheists because they learn the stuff that they learned in seminary school uh shout out to uh Dadpool, captain Captain Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, they become full blown mystics, so like more on the mystical side. You there, Tyler? Hello. I don't know what happened. I think we lost him. I'd- of everything, they're not strictly. Or- yeah, can you hear me? 
you, you cut yeah. you cut out you cut out for a few minutes or a few seconds there man but i can hear you fine now can you hear me okay yeah yeah sorry it said uh internet was unstable yeah, on my I end think, my i think your live went down too it looks like it's just loading right now on my end so Okay, yeah, yeah, we're we're back up on this. It's back on there. Okay, yeah, you're good, man. Sorry about that. I just wanted, I didn't know if you knew that you were, uh, I couldn't hear anything you said, so. Last thing I heard you say, you um, were giving a shout out to, to Captain somebody. Oh, yeah, Captain Dadpool. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the three types of people that go into seminary school, uh, <laughs> they come out either like a, a scholar atheist because of the stuff that they learn and, uh, that was the Captain Dadpool reference. Uh, he's one of the scholars that I follow on TikTok that uh, he became an atheist. And I like following people with different beliefs to have different, like, they're not coming from somewhere. They, they have no reason to lie. And like, it's not just biased research. I like to hear from all angles. So that way I can form my own opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Or they come out more of a uh, open-minded mystic. Uh, and more into the mysticism of things because of the things that they learn going through seminary school, or they're just full blown, uh, (laughs) fire and brimstone Southern Baptists don't care about any other doctrine besides what they're ready to push. Right. And And, and, and uh, let's be honest. I mean, you really can't be educated on the subject if you don't hear all sides. Right. You you know what I mean? So that's, I'm, I'm on their same, you know, mindset as well. Like, even if I don't agree with your opinion, um, or I don't like your opinion, I'm going to listen to what you have to say because maybe there's something in there that I can learn from it. And um, I think that a lot of, oh, there's so many people out there that just don't do that. They, they're they so quick to just shut you down if they don't agree with you. They don't even give you a chance to talk. Exactly. And see, that's the beautiful thing about Freemasonry that I instantly fell in love with it because I'm sitting here like criticizing myself just going into the interview process. Uh, I already turned in my petition. I'm going to the interview process. I'm like, these guys are not going to like me. They, I've got face tattoos. Like I got to, like, I felt like I was going to have to explain that I'm like, you know, I'm, I believe in God, but I'm a deist. And like, I'm going to have to explain that to them or like what, whatever what the case may by, be. But like, what do you mean by a deist? Cause I mean, there's maybe some people out there that don't know what that means. What, what exactly does that mean? Um, essentially a deist is someone who believes in God but doesn't attach it to a particular religion. It's it's almost synonymous with like a like an omnist or like a universalist uh, that okay. they see significance in all forms of religion and that it's uh, it's a to each their own type of thing. Like I I don't I still don't technically tie myself to a religious title. Per mm-hmm. se, um, but it, like I, I do consider myself to be more of a Gnostic Christian now at this point, um, which is essentially Christian mysticism. It's the esoteric side of Christianity that uh, you know people would call heretical. Um, people were that, calling uh, me your handler in the chat. I don't know if you saw that. They're crazy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm your handler now. No. Um, anyways, go ahead. I just wanted to, oh, that's out. great. Whoever that is, that said that, um, you're, that dude's nuts. <laughs> Tell me he's crazy. <laughs> but, um, anyways, right. my bad, man. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I mean, but ultimately that's just the beauty of Freemasonry is that, you know, people tend to think that it's like a church or like we're in there, like doing some form of worship service. Like we're not, we're in there 
planning our philanthropy. Those things take time and effort. And when you, you know, you've got 20, 30 active members at your lodge, you got to work around uh, everyone's time schedule. And then when we're trying to plan out our events, we get one day out of the month, sometimes two, uh, mm-hmm. to plan our fundraising and our charitable events and stuff like that. So that's what we're in there doing. And, uh, but it's, it's cool for, you know, anyone who's open-minded enough that can sit in a room with someone that has a different belief than them. Mm-hmm. And you learn from so many different perspectives, like religion's not even like a major topic in Freemasonry. We're mostly like, like there, you've got your social Freemasons that are there to socialize and uh, have camaraderie and fellowship. And that's like a very important process uh, with the human condition, if you will, because having that social aspect, it like it helped me overcome my social anxiety. And uh, but then um, me being a more like esoteric type of Mason, there's a little something for everyone. You can find you can find your like group of people if you're don't know where else to look like you're going to find the people that you vibe with but at the end of the day even the ones that aren't fully on the same page as you like we all have that those core values in common that we can come together under one roof put our religious and political beliefs aside in order to do better for society regardless of what our beliefs are that that's always been a mystery that's always been a misconception for me. I always thought the Freemasons were, um, cause, cause from what I understand, they're descendants of the Knights of Templar. Is that correct? Um, some will argue that that's just a myth. Some are kind of up in the air. Like, Oh, like I think it's cool. And there's a lot of parallels, but like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Like I, I I'm the one that's going to argue that like, Oh yeah, we absolutely came from the Templars and I can do, prove it tenfold. <laughs> do, do you actually, so I've also read and, and that, so the origins of Freemasonry is not really known just because it's not written down. Is that true? Uh, <clears throat> are you referring to like the, like the ritual or like the, uh, just, just like just the, the, the origins of like how the how the Freemasons were formed. Um, just the oh you know, yeah yeah start yeah. of Freemasons. Isn't that isn't that um, there's no never been any any in anything written down about that, and it's kind of up in the air on how it was started. Isn't that right? Uh, that's that's what a lot of the Masonic scholars say. Um, it's just because I feel like some of those uh his, or I should say the Masonic uh historians. Um, I tend to disagree. I think that there's enough record and just not enough dot connecting i think that they're just focusing on like where they can obtain the word on it uh we we know we know how it organized in 1717 and we can at least take it back to the 14th century um with the mention inside of the regis poem uh and where it says uh uh Essentially, something like Samoda B, uh, Samoda B, uh, all something, something for charity. I can't, I can't remember the the full quote, but that's basically what it ended with. And uh, mm-hmm. but the Samoda B thing is something that we've had within Freemasonry since the inception of organizing Freemasonry. We know that it came from the stone stonemason guilds out in Scotland, England, uh, Ireland, and so on and so forth. Uh, even over in France, uh, 
which ironically happens to be where all the Templars were settling when they started to disperse right around that time in the 14th century. So mm-hmm. if for people that are Masons to like deny the, the correspondence uh, due to insufficient evidence, I'm like, well, maybe you're just not connecting enough dots. <laughs> I got you. So they, they're basically just, um, you know, kind of doing what those, those uh, fire and brimstone preachers did to you as well they just kind of say this is how it is and this is what it's going to be but if you really look into it you can figure out the origins um i, I would or, say a little less almost. authoritative yeah like it's it's just free freemasonry has always been some some form like it's it's an initiatic process to encourage people to explore their intellect and to help grow their intellect like it's it's essentially one of the things that kind of spurred off the, uh, the the age of enlightenment because this was right after the uh, Reformation where basically people are finding out that uh, the, author- the authority of the Roman Catholic Church was a bit too blunt and a bit too authoritative. Mm-hmm. And then the translation of the English Bible coming out through William Tyndale, that caused a whole uproar. Uh, but it, it, it all like plays into where people are like, oh, so like we don't have to have an, a hierarchy. We don't have to have a mediator to have a connection or a relationship with God. Uh, it, it's always been a system that encourages the individual um, or the individual man to seek knowledge at the end of the day, because that's what helps society grow in general. It's not just about uh, you know, charity work and fundraisers, which that is like the core, like aid to widows and orphans is the backbone of Freemasonry. But the other side of Freemasonry that's just as important, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, is the encouragement of intellect, because that's what helps societies grow even more. That's what inspires people to become engineers and to make inventions. We look at our founding fathers and the ones that were Freemasons, a part of a major movement that like changed the course of history and provided like, obviously there's like rough patches and stuff that happened throughout history. No one can deny that. But like at the end of the day, the, the whole, what it came to be, even though it's a little rocky now, someone made a decision (laughs) to, go against the grain and, and, and take action and do it strategically and intellectually. And then you've got this branch of however many intellectual individuals who invented something that also changed the course of history because the progression of humanity is just as crucial as taking care of our communities. And Freemasonry so why- is absolutely... Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, so why do you think that there's, because, I mean, on the outside and, and from everything that you're talking about, I mean, it, you know, Freemasons sound, it sounds great and it sounds um, like a very charitable organization. Why, why do you think there's so much negative? I mean, what, there's so many people out there that have negative opinions on Freemasons. And um, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand that myself. I mean, even even if I wasn't talking to you and you were telling me all this stuff, I mean, I always still had a good opinion on Freemasons. I don't understand where all these people are getting these things. Right. Um, well, 
given the content that I make and, you know, triggering a lot of the conspiracy theory has essentially become the hot topic, the, the what's sexy now for it, like it became mainstream and it, it kind of sucks for people who has been looking into conspiracy theories for as long as I have or longer. Uh, Mm -hmm. It essentially is people are just, they hold very, tightly to their faith because and i don't blame them because there's nothing more scary than something that would come between you and god right especially if you're like very passionate about your faith so when people are in a constant state of fear uh they tend to act irrational uh and instead of using their intellect instead of using critical thinking and they think that they're doing these things but they're ca- they're causing more damage than than doing good, and they think that they're doing something good by you know slandering or whatever the case may be, even going against their willing to go against their own faith just to try to like put out misinformation. And it's because people fe- just simply fear what they don't understand. And we we have been like a silent organiz- organization in times of persecution and that's the side that people don't hear about because they don't look into it they just see you know people like renowned figures throughout history george washington and uh 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 hoover or like multiple presidents and stuff and then people's minds just start to wander and then the the reason the freemasons were being silent is because no one we kind of inherited a time of persecution where it was necessary to kind of go underground because world war two, for instance, one of the more recent times where it was scary to be a Freemason, even today in certain parts of the world, it's scary to be a Freemason because it's like outlawed. Uh, the government will, you know, yeah, like, uh, it's all like communist, like type, the types of governments that hate free thought, for mm-hmm. for their citizens, well, um, no, I mean America's on, there. America's on its way to that. So <laughs> it seems well, like uh, anyway. it 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 definitely seems like that's at least the goal. But I I have a whole lot of faith that uh, our constitution is sanctified. That mm-hmm. this country is guided and guarded by God. And you, you have some uh, in, inside information, Tyler. You're not telling us about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can uh, you contact the Illuminati for me? <laughs> oh, the, those guys! I, yeah. I, when yeah. I hear they're they're reaching out to everyone else. They're the desperate yeah, ones. yeah. They're already they're already <laughs> calling us on Instagram. So maybe I'm the one with the connections. But uh, <laughs> right. but man, I mean, you know what scares me, Tyler? Is you're talking about um, these communist countries and these you know these these. Uh, leaders of the world that are not so much on on the fact they're not very big on the fact that people have free thought um right have you heard of a social credit system um have you heard of that term i mean i like i have an idea of what you're talking like but i'll be honest like politics is not my my biggest Mm -hmm. thing but Mm -hmm. i I do i do have a general idea and i think i can like make out what you're saying but I'd, i'd love to hear you elaborate on it so like in China right now, they have they track everything with cameras. You know what I mean? They track your face. Right, they track yeah, everything, right. and it's getting to the point where they, you know, they basically are telling them, "Hey, you can't buy, like you. 
your um your social credit score is like a six, and because you're a six, you're not allowed to hang out with tens, and because you're a six, you're not right. allowed to buy you know you can't buy this potatoes this week or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's really scary, man. I mean, there's so many um, and and a lot of people say that I'm a conspiracy theorist, and and I don't I don't believe that I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think I just I um I don't take I don't take uh people's word for things i like to do my own research and form my own opinions on things and there's a lot of a lot of stuff in the especially since uh covid started there's a lot of stuff been going on in the world that's really just doesn't doesn't um jibe with me you know what i mean um oh yeah and really they're i mean if, if i'm being honest they're, they're shoveling shit in our face you know they're they're blatantly lying to us um you know the media um is lying to us the there we have it's just it's crazy to me it's kind of like that movie idiocracy have you ever seen that movie oh yeah oh yeah and <laughs> it's it's that, that's definitely like in the top 10 just because like yeah man like i hate to i'm prideful but like dealing with the types of crazy people that i deal with on a daily basis like i literally feel like we're we're that was more of a prophetic movie than yes. uh, than a comedy <laughs> Maybe not, maybe not even like it's, it's going to happen exactly like that, but I feel like we're in that already. I mean, look at our, I don't know how you feel about the president or whatever, and I'm not going to get too much in that. I know you said politics aren't your thing, but, but with the Uh, social credit score, go ahead. I'm on the same page as you. I I, I knew about the social credit score. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Again, Mm -hmm. and the cool thing about Freemasonry, one of the symbols that we have is the level, uh, and that symbolizes meeting on the level, and that's all members in freemasonry but not just in free that doesn't extend just to freemasonry that extends in the lodge and it's more especially when we leave the lodge with all human beings our closing charge blatantly uh spells that out and uh hey alphas we would like to invite you to join the pack you can find us on facebook at mind of the alpha podcast Instagram at mind.ofthealpha and YouTube at Mind of the Alpha Podcast. We hope to see you commenting. Now let's get back to this week's show. All, we, as Freemasons, we understand it, it, when uh, there, there's been... Uh, oh, shoot. Who's the president? Uh, what was the president that did this? Um, oh, shoot. I can't think of his name right now. What, what did he do? Uh, I might be able to help you. Yeah. He he was the World War One president. Uh, oh goodness! Are you talking about? Are you talking about the uh, president during World War One? Yeah, he, like he he's the the technically the A bomb president. Oh, that's um. What is it? no no World War One was Woodrow Wilson, uh, Truman. Truman, yeah, yeah. Truman, Truman, Harry Truman, okay. yeah, he, he's the one. Yeah, that uh, Tr- Truman was the brother, and on his inauguration night, uh, he got invited to uh, the raising of a uh, a master mason raising, so a third degree. He got invited to a, a third degree, and mm-hmm. made sure to set aside time. To, he loved Freemasonry so much that even the night that he was inaugurated, still went to the lodge and still went and like. Made his Secret Service members. Wait, wait, wait! His inauguration for presidency. Yeah, yeah. He the night the that he was elected. The night, really? I didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, he. Yeah, he 
went to the lodge and made his secret service wait outside. And they were like, uh, Mr. President. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I trust these guys in this room more than I trust you two. And that's so y'all stay that's, out here. That's crazy to me, Tyler, because you're, you're the Freemasons. I mean, that, that ceremony is so secretive. Um, right. And, and I understand why, you know what I mean? Cause it, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where if you, if you tell everybody about it, then it doesn't really mean anything in, in the way that I see it. But there's rumors out there that like, and I don't know if these are true or not. And you can tell me if it's, if I'm right or wrong, but I've heard rumors that people would go into these, these, uh, their, their I guess their ceremony to join. And they had to like walk in front of a room, in front in front of a whole room naked. Um, I don't, you oh, know, the things. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Just things like that. No, man. no. The the thing is, is that you can like it's we we keep it private as members because right. you know we we chose of our own free will and accord to do so. Right. Uh, we took it's an not, obligation. It's not as prestigious if it's not private. But the, there's so many there's so many exposés that like like it's out there. But, like, I'm not going to tell you where to go find it. I'm not going to confirm nor deny. Like, you know, and that's why people's imaginations will start running wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's like situations like that, they more than likely were initiated into what's called a clandestine lodge, uh, which mm-hmm. is essentially a fake lodge. They're, they're operating under not, like, regulated rules and edicts that is, falls under the jurisdiction's Grand Lodge. So there's, uh, which, there's, there's truth behind um, what I just said, but not, I mean, obviously not with the actual Freemasons, but with these, uh, with these uh, Freemasons that are kind of um, pretending to be like Freemasons, there's truth behind that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, really? I've met, there, there's uh, members even on TikTok and that I've met in my local community that, you know, they became legitimate Freemasons, but they didn't have the proper knowledge or guidance beforehand and accidentally end up joining a clandestine lodge where uh i haven't heard anyone tell me that you know they were like like stripped naked per se but like they they beat the shit out of their candidates uh like it's it's honestly i've heard some pretty messed up stories that it's like like it's basically like a, a a pyramid scheme where the uh the worshipful master of the clandestine lodge has the entered apprentices running around doing dry cleaning and like treat mm-hmm. like treating them like like dirt and but then lining his own pockets with the the dues money rather than doing what freemasonry is intended for which is and there's know. nothing there's nothing that can be done by that about that i mean if you guys know these um these different lodges exist i mean can't you have them shut down or or um if i mean ultimately no uh, because when it comes to symbolism, it's it's one of those open domain, like public domain things. Like you know, we, we can't, we don't own the checkerboard floor as much as the internet wants to make that a thing. <laughs> we don't own <laughs> certain symbols, and so we can't really like patent or copy. Like this, like Scottish Rite does own the patent and copyright on the Scottish Rite logo, but like just certain things are just like you can like it's, it's better if people wanted to go that route like obviously we have enough members in a, a statewide situation that would be able to handle a mm-hmm. uh, court case scenario with like a cease and desist oh yeah you uh, i mean i'm sure there's plenty of lawyers and, and <laughs> judges and everything in, involved in masonry 
Right. And so that's, you know, that even gives uh, the conspiracy nuts a little bit of leg to stand on, but they, they take that and run with it and think that we're just like, just doing all the corrupt stuff with that. Like, no, th- mm-hmm. these are the type of people you want to be in these positions. We like, I argue all the time. We need more people that are Masons in the police force, because then we're going to have less of a police brutality uh, problem. We're going to have less corrupt backdoor deal judges. We're going to have less corrupt lawyers that are just getting paid off to do whatever and less people getting prosecuted for minor offenses. And just <clears throat> when this country was prospering, it was when Freemasonry was at its prime. If you mm-hmm. look at the statistics next to each other, the crime rates and everything, and then look at the, the fluctuation of Masonic membership and then also side by side compares compare it with the persecutions like the anti Masonic party. That was the first third party system in America. Uh, there's been a lot of um a lot of uh high profile people in the world that in, in the history of the world that have been, always thought that um Freemasons were um like like one of the one of the theories that I read and one of the things that I found really uh, really kind of interesting, but I I think it's BS as well. Is you, you know that what, have you heard of what Adolf Hitler's thoughts on masonry was? Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That that I was mean, basically he, a Jewish he, front for world domination, and um, yep, I think and he even he, wrote a paper like the Protocols of the Elders or something like that. Um, uh, well, that yeah, he was against the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. And yeah, because okay. he was essentially a conspiracy theorist extremist. And mm-hmm. that's why it's well, dangerous to like for the conspiracy theories to get as as drastic as it has. And that's why I do what I do to put out as much true information out there and debunk the nonsense. So that way people don't get hurt for no right. reason. Right. And and yeah, Hitler, he he literally took out two hundred and forty plus thousand Freemasons, for being Freemasons. And he did this all before he actually got to his full position of power. That was the first group of people that he was persecuting was Freemasons. And it's, it's not to take away from the tragedy that happened afterwards, because there was a lot more innocent women, children, and men in general who weren't Masons that just happened to be of the Jewish faith that was taken out simply for their faith. And it's absolutely right. despicable. Right, but it it shows the amount of what a combination of real power and extremism can lead to, and it's dangerous. It's absolutely dangerous. And the last thing that I want to hear about is an elderly brother strolling down the street on a uh, evening walk with his wife, and then some you know nut job uh, decides to be a vigilante and take a crowbar to his kneecaps because and thinks that he's doing something virtuous because he sees a square and compasses on his polo. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's in my eyes. I mean, that's no different than, than uh, racial targeting, you know, something like that. I mean, it, well, I mean, I guess it's a little bit different, but it's the same premise. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like it's, <clears throat> it's persecution and it's, it's completely unnecessary. And like, I, I do argue, like, I understand, like, the times of silence where we, like, went underground because of situations like that. Even, like, situations with this whole Russia-Ukraine thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Which is scary as hell, by the way. Right. Exactly. And, but there's, like, <clears throat> there's Masons that are out there as well that 
being persecuted simply for being nascents. Uh, I can't remember which side it's on exactly, but I, like I know that that's one of they're basically having to be underground due to persecution. Like it just like pe- that's people currently think going that, on now. Yeah, like it's it's on the smaller scale of things. Like it's you know like a very small group, maybe like a couple hundred people tops uh, mm-hmm. in in that scenario. But like like those are still our fraternal brothers that like we show a concern for that is reaching out to like the American lodges and all the lodges and stuff like that, simply just like needing supplies like water and, and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. just as citizens, like not even in necessarily in the military, but um, pe- people just think that like, it's nothing but world leaders. Like at, at this day and age, there's a, a very significant, significantly low amount of people in power that are actually masons because if you can just look at their character and tell that they don't attach themselves to the uh morals of freemasonry because especially if they're billionaires and i don't have a problem with someone that's wealthy you know they earned it that's that's none of my business i honestly don't care but they're not doing they they could be they could be doing charity i don't know but so, they could I've be, got a, do a lot more. I've got an article put up here. Let me see if I can share that with you on my screen. Hold on one second. Can you see this? Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, I'm looking at the. It's a. It's on the hrwf.eu slash russia dot. I'm not going to read that whole thing, but it's basically Freemasonry in Russia, and it's talking about the war on Ukraine. This was published back in March, um, and right. it looks like there was a doctrine put out from the Grand Master, an appeal. Um, it says, Dear brothers in all your degrees and ranks, observing a bright, ambiguous reaction to the events taking place in the world today, um, I consider it my duty to address you with an open message. First of all, I think it is appropriate to recall the basic truths of Freemasonry. I'm not going to read all that, man. Um, in order to avoid fraternal strife, this ban has a deeper moral character, especially with regard to political issues. Um, for a real Freemason, no matter how complex the outside world is, a sense of inner harmony, fraternal communication, and continuity of the chain of communication and Masonic knowledge are the prevailing aspects of existence. Um, everything passes and only brotherhood seems eternal to us. Therefore, I urge you to refrain from discussing political realities not only within the walls of the temples but also in profane debates including social networks um so is this is this kind of what you mean by um they're they're they kind of got to hide you know who they are and what they're doing um essentially just because like and that's from andre bogdanov the great master of the grand lodge of russia right right and so yeah like it's it's to the point where it, it what he's displaying is like the the unity that could be had like you know because even in world war ii there was uh even the civil war there there's so many stories of brethren that were on opposing sides that would like for instance the forget-me-not symbol uh that was how the masons would identify each other on the battlefield uh okay. because they could they wouldn't wear their square encompasses as uh uh german soldiers because you know their leader was persecuting them 
So, so that's what it they, sounds like he's saying is basically um, to refrain from talking about these things because they're afraid that um, you're going to face, uh, you know, as a Freemason, they're going to face new persecution. It's going to go back. It's going to resort back to that time. Do you think that that, that could happen? Um, I, I think it's it, anything's possible. I mean, it, history tends to repeat itself. And so I, I, I see the potentiality, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, like if, if we have to break out another forget me not situation, like it's, it's never a good thing until like you hear the bittersweet stories of where like it came from, because the whole reason that they had the forget me not was because, uh, that was Hitler's favorite flower. So he just saw it and thought that they were giving reference to him. But in reality, it was so that opposing soldiers could identify each other on the battlefield and they wouldn't harm each other. They would actually sneak out of their uh, like tents or forts or wherever they were staying to meet up in the middle of the night to help each other like clear out, like pick up the, the wounded and the dead and even sneak out and have lodge with each other. Uh, even in uh, uh, like in one of the concentration camps, there was a lodge that was formed. There was seven Jewish men that formed a lodge inside the concentration camp called Liberty Lodge, uh, but it was in, uh, uh, spoken in French. Mm-hmm. And uh, that even in the like moments of being in that type of scenario just shows the power of the fellowship aspect of freemasonry the like the links that we're willing to go mm-hmm. to like show that form of camaraderie that like so who does your if is there a doctrine or anything like that so i mean i'm assuming that um say if the united states went to war with russia okay god forbid hopefully that doesn't happen but i mean i feel like that we're closer now um to nuclear war with russia than we ever have been in my opinion and right. you know, like I said, you know, that's just my opinion. But I think the writing's on the table there. But if you go to war, is there a doctrine within the Freemasons that says, "Hey, um, your loyalty is to the Freemasons, not to your government"? So if you have um, American military and Freemasons in the American military, and then you have Russian military, and you have Freemasons in the Russian military, and you meet each other in battle, what happens then? Are you because I mean? Let's let's be honest. When you're at war with another country, you're at war with the people. You know what I mean. The people are at war with each other. So, what? How? Do, what? What happens? Well, if we're able to identify each other, then we're not gonna we're not gonna harm each other. We're gonna do everything that we can to find uh, middle ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do everything we can to like level out the situation. And it, it's it's absolutely like like the the morals of freemasonry definitely kick in and it sucks because it should be that way with every human being like i don't care who you are like i understand like why war happens but it's like we are we're we're kind of almost mature to the point where we don't need to like we our world leaders should be able to sit down at a round table and figure out their damn issues and stop that's the problem with with humans man and that's the problem with with civilization nowadays i i don't think that a lot of people think that um that the human civilization now is the most advanced it's ever been i don't believe that to be true i think that 
I, um, we have the potential to 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 be the best that we could be, but well, I mean, are... I'm talking about tech, technological advances. I'm talking about oh um, right, you know, right. advances in science. Just just overall as a as a civilization, um, right? At, you know, it it seems like in history, every ten to twelve thousand years, there's a big setback on Earth, right? And I'm a I'm a believer that you know we've like I, I don't know how you feel about the Egyptians and that, but I I really do think that the Egyptians were probably more advanced than we are today. Oh, and that's my opinion. Just because absolutely. I mean, look at the pyramids, man. How did you know what I mean? How did they get those? How much of those blocks weigh? Like two tons each or something, or twenty tons each? I don't know what it is exactly. Um, oh yeah. How did they moved them five thousand miles? They found um the stones where they match like uh you know mining operations 5000 miles away but that's what i'm saying so a lot of a lot of people are like hey you know we're too advanced to be in war in that and i just don't i don't think that the human i don't think that the human uh, mind is there yet i don't i don't i think that um we're too proud as as a people as people um and right. to you know to uh to rectify our um disagreements by peaceful means Right. Well, and see, like, the very peculiar thing about Egypt, and I absolutely adore, like, ancient Egyptian mythology, history. Me too. Like, all, and my, especially my what we're talking about right now. My cat's name is Osiris. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, the, the fact that they were such an advanced civilization, but another thing that not a lot of people really know is that they were very unified. They were very sophisticated. I mean, the sophisticated part's pretty obvious, but like there was people traveling from all over the world to go and like experience the pyramids of Giza. And, but the, the thing about the pyramids of Giza is that, you know, there's so many theories out there and you've got the history channel putting out all this, like, like stuff that's really blown out of proportion. If you ask me, uh, mm -hmm. and it, it's entertaining. It's fun to watch, but like, at the end of the day, the real history of what was happening there is that the pyramids were initiatic. Uh, and like, I'm not saying that there's not like a significance as far as like spiritual power, like, pe but people saying that these are like power grids that were like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Know whatever what the case, yeah, like that basically what they, they understood geometry, they understood the constellations at a very advanced level, uh, thousands and thousands of years ago. And well, not even not even the Egyptians, but I mean, it's pretty obvious that um, people were traveling to see these because I mean, the the largest pyramids aren't even any, you know what I mean? They're in I think in South America, right, right, and so there's, so there's absolutely a correlation between those as well, right? Uh, and the and the Templars uh, kind of play a role in that, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I could talk about that all day long because that's one of the the most mind blowing things to me is is the Egyptian, the history of Egypt, and and I, right. I've always been a history buff. You know what I mean? And I just think oh. there's so much about history that that is unknown and sci and like you said, History Channel and these scientists they think they have it figured out, but I, I think we're really coming to the realization that they don't have a whole lot figured out. Well, the, the 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 losing the Alexandria Library was a massive, massive uh, like wound to the advancement of society because that was a, like 
probably a bigger attraction than the pyramids of Giza. The pyramids of Giza was just an, an initiatic site. They were initiating people. People were traveling to be initiated and they were given a series of hallucinogenic uh, uh, remedies, if mm -hmm. you will, like, mm -hmm. like ancient, uh, ancient hallucinogenic uh, LSD uh, hash and like different, different forms of drugs. Right. And, uh, basically using it as a site to mingle with the gods and but alexandria was more of like somewhat of a mystery school that had all this uh, accumulated wealth and knowledge from people traveling and studying and intermingling and showing a sense of community and they would have this initiatic experience underneath the pyramids and then they'd go hang out at alexandria and then they'd go back to wherever uh they uh their land was uh, or country or nation and and teach and and teach what they learned while they had their experience and uh what are your thoughts a, a, on psychedelics now that you brought that up what are your thoughts on psychedelics uh i've always been intrigued by them i've never done them just because i was the like the cool friend that was like i'm not going to do them i don't judge you for doing them i'm going to mm -hmm. be here while you do them so i can observe and babysit <laughs> Right. So, uh, but the main reason I never did is like, I'll be honest, I was like, I was too scared. I just didn't want to have like a bad trip or like whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. But now that I'm like at this point in my spirituality and maturity, even that, like, I think that I probably would try like, you know, mushrooms or something like that. But, mm -hmm. uh, what uh, about DMT? Have you, do you know, have you heard of DMT? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, the spirit uh, molecule. Oh yeah, uh, I babysat uh, <laughs> a good friend of mine. Um, he unfortunately passed away this year. Uh, oh, but, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it, it it happens. Um, but he he was he was an absolute trip. He he was the friend that was like always down to like do that stuff. And mm -hmm. but that's why we clicked. I I was just like the the one who didn't do it but didn't care and just wanted to hang out and watch and mm -hmm. but man like he got he he did it one time and it it sent him off somewhere like he was like dude i literally feel like i've been gone for about seven years i was like it's only been 15 minutes <laughs> but <laughs> right he he went somewhere uh and he was he was gone for a while but he was very responsive and he was very like uh and then like uh, my other buddy was did the same same thing. They were doing it at the same time, and uh, I'm just chilling, just making sure no one's gonna like jump out a window or something. Mm -hmm. And but uh, my buddy well, was that's, staring that's at the me. That's the cool thing. That's the cool thing about um, if you do it, if you do, and I've never done DMT, and I but I do want to try it um, just because I I really do I, I I do think it unlocks the pineal gland. And um, I think it can really help with your spirituality and, and just connecting with nature um, oh, yeah. with God, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So if you do it right, you can go like to California or these places and have like a, um, a guide um, that doesn't, you know, that takes you on a, a trip with, you know, it takes you on a good trip and make sure that you're not, you know, not having bad, um, a bad experience. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, if I do it, that's what I want to do. And, and, and I really do think that um, 
I, I don't know, man. I just I feel like the you know our government and and that have classified those Schedule One drugs just because they know the power behind it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm actually gonna be like doing a video tonight. Uh, once we get off here, uh, mm -hmm. I, I got tagged in a video and uh, like I'm gonna debunk it, but I'm gonna add like the additional information. It's gonna be one of those like mind blowing videos uh, that really? like ties in with a lot of the modern or the content that I've been putting putting out, uh -huh. tying with the sacred secretion and you know like the the pineal gland. What, what's up with the uh, not that not to jump too far off subject, but before I forget, what's up with the cows, man? I've seen a lot oh, of people. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people posting in your. So I'm I'm looking at your TikTok live right now. And uh, there's been quite a few questions, you know, about what that video means. And obviously, you know, um, I know sometimes you leave things up to the uh, viewers to, to kind of figure out on their own. Um, but enlighten me, man. What, what exactly, you know, what, what's going on there? I think I know what you mean by it, but I, I don't, I, I'm not 100%. So, like, with the videos that I've been putting out, and, you know, you know how TikTok is. It's like playing Russian roulette when you know, one video gets more excitement, some some don't. So you just kind of never uh, know which, which one's going <laughs> to do it. Right. <laughs> so exactly. you get a, a wave of people that don't get the full context. and But there's people that's been following the series that I've been putting out. And mm -hmm. it, it all ties together if you go back and watch the stuff that I've been putting out for the last couple weeks. And so just, so, just to interject, your, that video you put out today is at 124,000 views right now. Right. Just like so, it, just it, so it, went, it went completely batshit crazy and, exactly uh i mean you, you mentioned anything that's like in times prophecy like it's obviously going to get a lot of attention but it's not the attention that i was like the way that it's being portrayed because again the the context of the videos that i was putting out with the sacred secretion with the magnetism with uh the symbolism of the point within the circle so that's we'll we'll start with the point within the circle because that's going to help really understand and drive the point home is that the, the symbol, and this is a symbol that's even adopted in Freemasonry. It's one of the main ones that stuck out to me when I first joined because I'd never seen it before. Mm -hmm. And it was very peculiar, and I didn't really quite grasp it. And I did some research into it, and I was like, okay, this is what this means to that, whatever. I didn't understand the depths of that symbol. It's a very simple symbol. It's, it's just an outline of a circle with a point in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, I also study, uh, like, the mystical tradition, the Jewish mystical tradition of what's called Kabbalah and the spheres and circles is a prominent part of the tree of life within that system. Mm -hmm. So it takes a little bit of like understanding of that, but it's not necessary to really understand what's going on here because when you break down the science of everything in natural existence, so anything made from nature, we know that the principle of anything that grows starts from a central point and expands outward. This, this is as simple as the, the microcosm on a, on a cellular level that mm -hmm. like even within the, uh, big bang uh, theory. The, the big bang theory. So yeah, like at the, at the, at the macrocosm level though, that we even know through science that, everything started from a central point and it's currently the universe is still expanding. Mm -hmm. So, and then on a microscopic level, uh, the process of, uh, the genesis of a woman, uh, actually producing eggs down to that scale, you can see clearly a point within a circle. And, uh, so everything is circular, spherical, and 
radial. And this, this starts getting into the sacred uh, geometry and stuff like that. So, but the magnetism, combining it with those principles. Uh, so the way that I've been explaining it to people that like, I've come to the conclusion of understanding is that our soul is like synonymous with energy. Energy can be like, we can charge our phones. It has a battery. It has a cell. The cell can be, uh, or like the, the life of the battery can be drained, recharged. The cell can wear out and so on and so forth. It just depends. Like, that's kind of like how our soul is. We can have energy one day and then some days we can just feel like not doing a damn thing. Um, <clears throat> but right. no one's really made the connection of the magnetism being synonymous with the spirit because if as a believer of the afterlife we believe that the spirit is eternal and not a lot of people tend to distinguish the soul from the spirit uh i think that there is a distinguishment because of the fact that if soul is eternal then why does it fluctuate <laughs> but with magnetism we know that magnetism permeates through everything in existence as well but this gets more into like the like third dimensional type stuff so the point within the circle is more like a two-dimensional based diagram but it uh expands to a, a third dimension principle but <clears throat> with magnetism this kind of annihilates the flat earth thing because like okay so you think about high hanging fruit like like an apple tree you cut an apple on its side you see where it grows out of the, the branch of the tree and then it has almost like a natural umbilical cord which is the stem that goes downward and then shoots back up and then back down right you slice an, an apple in half you see the same uh pattern you slice multiple types of fruit in half you see this pattern you even mm -hmm. look into your physical eyeball and it has the same pattern. You look at the shape of a, uh, not to be crude, but the shape of a, you know, an ice ass. <laughs> it has this, <laughs> this same general shape. You can say so, that, man. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we as humans, that's one of the things that we also have in common with our planet. Our planet gives off a magnetic field. It is a, protective shield that blocks harmful sun rays from getting in and you know incinerating all of us so this is like a major thing that like nikola tesla was talking about with the 369 if you understand 369 you'll unlock all the mysteries of the universe i did never understood the depths of what he meant by that until i studied and feel like i figured out the mystery behind the 369 and magnetism he was very big on magnetism and it's it's a continuous current that does like okay, so you think about the power of a magnet and that everything has this principle and if we are able to tap into that type of like like energy as humans like we're, we're talking technology and changing technology but like the fact that us as humans can can do this very same thing is astonishing it's it's absolutely incredible and if if it can generate enough energy to sustain free energy worldwide then imagine what it could do for the human body when we can naturally produce it just think about a magnet in general like a magnet can eventually 
lose its its uh, polarity. Yeah, it can it, it can gradually like deplete over time, but it takes about a hundred years for it to get anywhere significant. I mean, you 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 put a magnet up on your refrigerator, uh, and it's a like even the ones that aren't that strong. I mean, they they're not falling off of the the refrigerator look at, look anytime at the, soon. Look at the Tesla, man. The the Tesla car. I mean, it runs off the magnets on its wheels and. Right, just the power mm-hmm. behind that is ridiculous, dude. You go zero to sixty in like two seconds. It's crazy. Exactly. So it's there's there's this beautiful concept of of that being tied in with the the human autonomy. That if we can tap into that, it almost kind of creates this like like it, it's it's the same exact principle that causes a black hole to exist. So even on a, a that large of a scale. But if we're able to tap into that side of us, it almost kind of creates that invisible umbilical cord that connects us to like our own home planet. And we would be not only drawing energy from the sun, which is technically an external source of energy, uh, it, it can be a negative or a positive. Like it's like taking uh, the two negative ends of a, of a magnet, you're going to get resistance. Like you have to force them together. And then that's going, that force is can drain energy or drain your soul and so on and so forth. So constantly going against it could solve a lot of issues of like why we all feel depressed or why we feel unmotivated because we're constantly working against a giant, it's negativity going against negativity. Same mm-hmm. thing with the positive end. You can't be overly positive or you're just trying to meet a standard you're never going to fulfill. And then you just add extra stress you don't need, but keep the ba- the balance of the polarity is the key. Did you because see what that that logic queen said about Nikola Tesla? I did not. Um, Nikola Tesla did some incredible healing through sound frequency. Right, right, yes. I yeah, think the, that I wanted to call that out because that that's uh, that was huge. I mean, that's that's definitely true. Well, and even with sound frequency, that goes back to the point within the circle. I have a video that's saved in my drafts now that I'm going to do at at some point. That, you know, they get the frequency boards where they start turning up the hertz to a certain frequency mm-hmm. and it starts showing the sacred geometry on the thing. But at certain frequencies, it's showing that same principle of the point within the circle. So the the point within the circle is representative of the uh, the, the torus field, which is magnetism. So mm-hmm. it's it's essentially like how this works in creation and everything else is that everything like was a dichotomy and then but the closer the dichotomy gets together it forms the vesca pisces which is the two circles intermingled so it's like the cell within uh a, like a pregnancy situation you're one cell that penetrates the egg then it, it goes from one cell and then morphs itself into another cell and then grow and then expands outward from there so everything's following the same central point expanding outward and then just duplicating itself. So having this understanding and then tying it into that video with the animals that are walking in that same circular motion, like the videos, the other videos that I've been putting out is that it it ties in with the figure eight, which is the infinity symbol. And number eight is extremely uh, significant towards, uh, towards Yeshua, Jesus, uh, the numerical value of his name gets like, it, it's, it's 
386. And so like the way that you fully reduce that is you would take those three numbers and add them together and you would get the number 17. And then, and then you would re reduce that even further. One plus seven, that equals eight. Now, if we're talking about the create, like I, I, I'm a Jesus person, I'm more into the esoteric side, uh, but um, the significance of this is it sounds insignificant when you first hear it, but when you study the mysteries and study like stuff like that, numbers become very significant because these are also concepts that were created that are invisible things we know exist. We use them on a daily basis. We don't question whether they exist or not, but really we're just looking at symbols. Like, can we prove the number eight exists or are we just looking at a symbol that represents the number eight? Mm -hmm. It's like, so it's kind of like, uh, it's like language in general. Exactly. It's a universal language that, you know, we can go anywhere in the world, hold up four fingers and they're going to know exactly what we're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, you, that's what like you, you know, when I say to you, I say the word tree, you know what tree means, you know what I mean? But, but right. is that actually what it actually means? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. You put an apple in the middle of the room, you have someone from every corner of the world come in and identify that apple that they all know it's the apple. It's they're right. just all going to call it something different. Right. So there, there's something spiritual <laughs> on the deepest level that we all share. And that's a universal language. It's, it's referred to as what I call the word. It's, you know, John one, one, uh, the, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The way I interpret that is like, I, I still incorporate it with, with Jesus, but it's like, in this, like, I also see the significance of the Shiva in Hinduism dancing th throughout the cosmos and creating sound frequencies, which are just frequency. Sound is just frequencies and vibrations. And, uh, that, alone is principle that permeates throughout everything everything is in constant motion Ad atoms are constantly moving and so there's there's silent chaos happening around us at all times right <clears throat> but there's uh within us i mean even even not just around us but within us right we like we ourselves if we're made in the image of god then we suddenly become the macrocosm with microcosm living cells within us. And if you even look at the shape of a blood cell, like white blood cell, red blood cell, it forms the same shape as the, the, the magnetic torus field, which is the point within a circle. You turn it on its side, it looks almost like a flying saucer, but it has that point within a circle. Then you t turn it into a third dimensional uh, shape, then you have that... Uh, <clears throat> that circular center point with a round torus field edge. This is all magnetism. And <clears throat> the significance of like the number eight going back to Yeshua, that I believe like that he is God manifested in the flesh. And then tying that in with the magnetism thing and then understanding that when it was spoken, it was created through sounds, frequencies, and vibrations. And then that out came numbers, out came symbols, out came shapes, just in an invisible primordial sense. And we see this permeating all throughout nature on the smallest and grandest scales. So when we, when there's people, you'll, you can go through the comments of that video and you can see people are just like trying to give some sort of mundane explanation for, oh, it's just some disease. And then I hit them with the, well, you realize that 
viruses also stems from the principle of point within a circle, right? Mm-hmm. That's the significance here. Is you're, even if it was as simple as just, oh, they just have some random disease. Um, you see them traveling in a circular motion and animals don't have the same intellect as we do. That's what separates us from the animal kingdom is they're naturally doing this by the laws of nature with no explanation. They don't even know what they're doing. They're just doing it because something is a driving force behind everything. And that is my definition of God. There is a driving force behind nature that nobody can explain. And that's but, but do the you level. Think, so do you think that, I, I know you said animals aren't on the same intellectual, they don't have the same intellectual capability as we do. Um, but right. is that true though? I mean, because, I mean, let's talk, let's think about it like this. They, you know, we speak in a language that, that, um, if someone doesn't speak English, they don't understand it. Right. So animals, I mean, I don't, I don't know that the only thing that separates us is the fact that, you know, we have, um, a higher intellect. Maybe we just don't understand their intellect. No, I, I, I can absolutely agree with that. Um, I don't want to make it sound like animals are insignificant. I think that everything in nature is equal. I think that we are all very significant and play a major role throughout the entire cosmos greater than we all actually understand. And that's why like a lot of people are just not on the intellectual level to really comprehend our role that every action that we make is like we know that it has a consequence but do we think about that energy that we're developing with our thoughts and emotions accumulatively as mm-hmm. an entire the entirety of like human society that energy is just permeating everywhere and it's being accumulated and and pushed out and so on and so forth that's leaking out into the cosmos and it's causing whatever to happen as well uh that's you know that's a whole other subject but like as far as the animals go, like, I don't want it to sound like we're superior to animals, but like, if, if we're going based off of biblical text and we look at it from a more realistic perspective, um, cause that's the way I, I like to approach these things is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't go for the whole, like, oh, the Bible's the only way, <laughs> but right. like, like if we, if we go just and look at it from a, a, a generalized principle that man was created in the image of God, everything was created before man and woman was created, but the, the dominion, some people take that as like a sense of power, but like the, the, what it really meant was to be nurturing, to, to till the land, take care of like the, the, the vegetation and to take care of the animals and to be the righteous leader and mm-hmm. the, like the, the good shepherd, the good uh, gardener, if you will, like in the Garden of Eden, and so on and so forth. Like that's that's our intention, but like we don't right. realize our capabilities. That like the same thing. We're we're convinced that we don't have the same capabilities of God. We do just at a much smaller scale because again, our blood cells don't realize that. Like I'm sitting here drawing a picture, <laughs> and that's right. creating. Like I'm, I do it for a living. I'm, I make tattoos and, and, and artwork and that's a creation. That's something that's coming from my mind onto a canvas on multiple types of canvases and so on and so forth. And the white blood cells have, they're, they're like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't even know. 
I don't even know what's going on. I'm, I'm just, just, yeah, they're just, they're just there to do their job. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just doing my, right. And that's, uh, again, that's what almost, where, why I agree with you is that's what separates us is because when you look at man and the ego of man, the pride of man, to think I'm so significant that I just, I like, whatever, me, 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 me. But when you look at everything else in nature, you look at, the trees, you look at the animal kingdom walking in circles like that. You look at the, the, the blood cells in your body, the red blood cells that, that are rushing to the surface of the skin in order to bring the plasma to close up the wound to, and, then, and then traveled along right after that with white blood cells. And you don't have to do that like manually. Like that's something that's happening. Like it's, it's literally regeneration. <laughs> Your body's regenerating itself. It's a superpower. We just don't look at it that way because we just scrape our knee and we know that it's going to scab over and like we're just going to have this gnarly looking scab. But that's what I think that Jesus meant when he said that the kingdom of heaven is within you and that I like I as Christ, I'm within you and I'm within the father and you're within the father. We're all one. We're all within like we are a macrocosm in its own respective sense and the fact that our bodies can regenerate itself without us being involved at all is very significant because imagine if we became so conscious of the inside of our anatomy of our autonomous bodies you think that <clears throat> it goes back to the whole government thing do they really want us becoming intellectually independent not needing them not. I honestly think that's why I, I and I, I think you're on to something. I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think that, um, and not to go back to the uh, whole DMT subject, but I, I really honestly firmly believe they don't let us take the, or they don't want us taking DMT because it unlocks something like that, a connection that they don't want us to have. Right. But then they, they're perfectly okay with legalizing something like chemically infused alcohol that's literally called spirits and they oh my god man me me and you are like on the same I, excuse my language fucking parallel man uh, you know what i mean because like i was just so i did a podcast on saturday with a um with a woman i don't know if you caught that but it was with uh, her name's alicia and i've known her for years and um she she is really big into like the onk i'm sure you know what the onk oh, is yeah. right like okay so um, she's really big into she's she's African American, and um, so she's really big into her ancestry and history and that sort of thing. But we were talking about this, and and um, just talking about how, like marijuana, for instance. I don't know how you feel about marijuana, but um, I think it's you know it 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 should definitely be legal more so Absolutely. than alcohol should be. Um, just simply because. Alcohol is poison. I mean, it really is. And I do it for a living. You know what I mean? I deliver beer and I deliver alcohol and I partake in that. I, I drink alcohol at, at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I enjoy it. Absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with being a social drinker. Like there's people right. that make such a big deal of gripe, but it's when it's when something becomes like a habit done too much. Right. A right. habit. And, but like, yeah. it's called gluttony. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. Exactly. But they don't, a lot of people know that it's damaging to the physical body. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it's without a doubt. Like there's no one who can escape the effects of like alcohol abuse. Uh, but another Bert, thing Bert, that a lot Bert of people. Kreishner. Bert Kreishner can. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know who he is? <laughs> yeah. 
That dude's yeah. ridiculous. He's he's uh, abnormally superhuman. Um, yeah, he, drinks he, he reminds me a lot of my uncle because does like, he? Yeah, my <laughs> uncle. I don't think that there's ever been like I've seen him sober, obviously, but he's always been a heavy drinker since as long as I can remember. I mm-hmm. don't know how that guy's like, and he, he's he's not the healthiest, but he's also not on his deathbed. Like, he's, right? He's a, yeah, he's a tank. He's an yeah. absolute tank. Yeah, but yeah. um. On a spiritual level, what people really don't grasp is the effects of alcohol and what it does on a spiritual level. It lowers your vibes. It lowers your, that's the way that I've always looked at it. I mean, alcohol really, it, 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 um, they, I don't know, man. It it, it takes you into that low, that lower state of your spine. That's why you end up making terrible, terrible decisions. Exactly. You're better at articulating these things than I am. I just, I know what you're talking about. I just not articulating very Oh no 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 worries no worries like <laughs> we're 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 on the same page and right. that's 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 the important part but it's it it does it it really takes you to that low lower state of consciousness it's because your spine is your central nervous system right mm-hmm, exactly and it affects your nervous system alcohol does why does it affect your nervous system because even further than it affecting just putting you into that lower state of consciousness you know getting goofy making decisions you normally wouldn't make eventually you get to a point where you're fully blacked out you don't have any recollection of what happened why does this happen because there is a deep esoteric like situation that's happening that is allowed your body has now become where your your spirit is now somewhere else and no longer because you don't remember you aren't consciously aware of what happened because what it's doing is it's allowing spirits to basically enter from like access within your body your body's a walking antenna and it absorbs energy and energy is synonymous with these spirits or, or, or energy. Yep, and then they, they get to have their fun on night out, out on the town. They get to like, you know, do the things that they want to do. And then that's why, because our, our, our thoughts and everything else, like a lot of this stuff comes from external influence. Therefore they're dying to be let loose and to have full control of that vessel because at the end of end of the day we get in our cars we drive to work but the cars are operating we're not the car though we get out of the car we're still ourselves that car is now a separate vehicle that's mm-hmm. exactly what our bodies are we're we're spiritual uh beings that is having a physical human experience and this is just a physical body vehicle right so these things already exist within all of that. One, one thing that really throws people off when I say this is that like everyone talks about demonic possession. What they don't understand is that we all technically <laughs> are possessed by demons. It's the, it's the, but it's not the way that the church makes it out to be. You so we, we, you're saying we just were, it's within us, but we are able to suppress those demons typically. Exactly. And like then when the you way, drink something like alcohol, it lowers your inhibitions and allows those demons to, to really take over. Exactly. It, it, it's draining that cell within you. That It's basically putting you into a lucid dream state because when we sleep, we're going into a completely different... When we have a dream, we're going into a completely different reality that we've created within our own heads. But it's it's our bodies are still functioning. Our bodies are still on autopilot, but we're somewhere else. We've created a whole new universe in our sleep. It's right. the same thing that's happening when we're drinking. And then these spirits are wanting to like 
Because that's what separates us from these spirits. And that's why they call alcohol spirits. If you look back into the history and everything, there's no denying it at this point. Like, it, it just... <clears throat> spiritual science is the original science. Like, and like modern science that denies any form of spirituality and does everything they can to try to disprove it. It's like, you don't understand that, like, your science is based off of the backbone of literally tens of thousands, maybe even millions of years of spiritual science. People mm -hmm. that were so spiritually inclined, like the pyramids, like the ancient Egyptians, and so on and so forth. These were the people that gave you the tools to even look at science, to even have the, the blessing of being able to look into a, a microscope or a telescope. Like, we're, again, we're not, we're not shit compared to what they were doing. We can't even recreate the pyramids. We can't do the th things that they were doing. We, we, it's within us because clearly it happened at some point, but obviously something is suppressing it. And it is everything to do with social conditioning and the, and the, the society that we live in today. Right. Exactly. I, I, I completely agree, man. And I think that, you know, that's one of the downfalls of humanity is we are so apt to be able to be, um, let me, let me think, let me, let me collect my thoughts here. So we're, we're, we're really with outside influence. We're very, we're very easily influenced. And I think that, you know, a lot of the things that you're talking about comes from out those outside influences and it could be a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Right. And see, that's, again, it goes right. Just like you said, it, it could be a positive or a negative. Everything right. goes back to that dualistic dichotomy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I wanted to, cause I, I know, I don't know how much time you have tonight, man. Um, this, I mean, this is awesome. I can talk about this shit all night. This, this has been <laughs> right. amazing. But I know that you wanted to uh, take some time to answer some questions in your TikTok live. Is that right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. can. Uh, we can. We can do that for sure. Uh, so yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to call, because I don't know if they. I don't think they can hear me on there. So um, if you want to tell them like that, you know, some questions or anything like that, we can answer or talk about some things that they want to talk about as well. Um, I, I don't know about you, man, but I would love to do a part two on this. Are you up for that? Absolutely. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. This is going great. So, um, I don't know, man, go ahead and, uh, you want to call it out on your, on your live there? I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm not able to say anything on there. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I think, can you guys, can you guys hear from the speaker? <clears throat> I, I, I have headphones on, but I do have the speakers going. Can you guys hear him as well? Oh, uh, so, okay. Well, <laughs> Just real quick, someone said, Google the X Factor winner exposes Freemasons five-hour video. I'll save you a, a five hours of wasting your time. Um, I have multiple, hundred, literally hundreds of videos that debunks every single claim that he made against Freemasonry, whether it be directly, which some videos I have that were way older that directly debunks his video, and, and I'm addressing his video. And then there's obviously so much I can't do five hours on, on TikTok uh, with, you know, whatever. But I have all of my videos in a debunk playlist. So I'll save you five hours of your life of wasting your time. <laughs> Go and watch. It, it's not going to take you five hours to watch the debunk playlist because I think there, it, it might take you about two, like an hour and a half, two hours to watch all of them. 
but I guarantee you that you will have your mind changed because I use receipts. You thought that he used receipts. I meticulously annihilate any claim that he's ever made. And again, whether it be directly or indirectly, that, that five hour video is, I even got the guy to respond to me on Facebook <laughs> like and prove that he was not a Freemason. All I said to him in a, in a comment, I didn't harass him, nothing. I said, thou shalt not bear false witness on his Facebook post where he was promoting this five-hour video. He responds to me and just his response, I can't remember what it was, but I have a video on it. His response was uh, something that proved that he was not a Freemason. And just like, because a real Freemason would know what happened very early on in, in Freemasonry that what he said didn't make any sense. It was the same accusations of like calling someone a worshipful master or whatever. And then some other like nonsense claim. It's he's, like, probably, he's probably one of those guys that we were talking about earlier that, that holds those uh, fake lodges and um, make people right. naked and beat them up and stuff like that. He's probably <laughs> one of those guys. So. Right. Well, I, I considered the possibility of him being initiated into a clandestine thing, but whenever mm-hmm. I did, I, I did a thorough research on the guy. I mean, the guy literally took the time to make a five-hour video. But mm-hmm. what what it boils down to is the guy is desperate for attention, and his his history just on in the in the public eye, like all of his publicity and stuff. Like he was he was never really that famous. He won the X Factor got his like five minute he was literally famous in australia for like six months before the producers of x factor just like was like we we're not making any money off of you we don't care to like and this was all at least a decade before he made this video so mm-hmm. he's sitting here acting like he was some hot shot celebrity i got initiated i got I blah 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 in the illuminati and had to do all this stuff it's like, dude, like you literally have, and I hate to be like so critical. But he's a clout chaser. It sounds like he's a, he's an absolute clout chaser because just even a few months before he released that video, he went live on a big morning show in Australia and had every opportunity to release any type of information that he supposedly had, but he took the opportunity just to promote a single of his brand new band that completely flopped, completely Mm -hmm. flopped, because a month after the fact, he ended up, uh, that's when he starts, like, going on this, like, tangent about the Illuminati and everything, like, again, because conspiracy theories are sexy now. You, you're going to get people's attention. His, it, it's sad that his five-hour video got more views than any record he ever put out. So you're, you're um, for the people that are listening um, that aren't in the TikTok live, so um, Tyler is, what your TikTok name is Widows, that's W-I-D-O-W-S, Miho, M-I-J-O. Yes. yes. So if you guys go, if you guys go check that out, and follow him. There's a um, playlist that he has. It's a debunk playlist, and I've actually watched quite a few of those videos myself. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But you guys go check those out because it'll kind of explain what Tyler's talking about, and um, I, I really think it'll change your mind on on that on that subject. And I always welcome people that are uh, critics of Freemasonry. I tell them 
you know, they'll say that same thing. Go watch the five hour video. I, I did. It was a snooze fest. <laughs> it was an absolute snooze fest. Mm -hmm. So easily debunked, but people just look at, they, they look at that. They look at the title and they're like, this guy did five hours. And like most of them probably didn't even watch the full thing. And then they're just automatically like, oh, that's impressive. He must know what he's talking about. Like, no, you have to do your own research. You can't just take someone's word for it and then say that it's true. Like, mm -hmm. I was able to not only prove through his response that he wasn't a Freemason, but, like, people claim that we're all so interconnected and all this other stuff. It's like, well, we kind of are. Like, all I have to do is call up the Grand Lodge of Australia. Hey, do you know this guy? It, you can Google his, his government name. It's not, he's, he's, a, he's a public figure. So it's right. not hard to figure out what his legal name is. Call up the Grand Lodge. Hey, is this guy, was he ever part of any of the lodges within your uh, grand jurisdiction? Uh, nope, don't see any records. Okay, thank you. Like, right. it's, it's, it's not that hard for us to figure out who is legitimately a Freemason and who is not. Right, exactly. Yeah, man, I mean, I'd, that's what I'm saying. you got to really take... Um, take some of these people's you know their word with with a grain of salt you really can't you can't just believe everything you hear and and all, all the time i mean there there's people out there that are going to chase clout and you know especially with someone like you tyler when you're putting out correct information you know they're going to try to debunk what you're saying as well and it's just it, it's bullshit at the end of the day man and <laughs> well I and, I, that, and I, I invite people all the time i'm like watch go watch my debunk playlist mm -hmm. if you can debunk any of them I will do at your video, delete my video, and I will stand corrected with honor. But right. no one has been able to do it yet. Right. And it's not, it's not a confidence thing. It's not a pride or ego thing. It's just I want to – the world has been fed enough lies mm -hmm. and misinformation. I don't want – I want pe I want to encourage people to – like if you, if you can hate Freemasonry all you want. Again, I don't care if people join or not. I'm not on here recruiting because I like Freemasonry and I joined for my pers personal reasoning. And, mm -hmm. and, any, but, and the thing is, man, like I said earlier, any, anybody that watches your content and um, actually has a conversation with you, um, we, I, we can tell you're genuine. I mean, you can tell you're genuine. You're not trying to gain notoriety. You're not trying to gain anything from this. And I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're doing a service to humanity in my eyes. I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to educate people. And at the end of the day, man, education is, um, is, is, is it's everything. And, and, and knowledge, need, knowledge, you, you is the, right. Pe people are so fixated on intrinsic worth and intrin intrinsic wealth. But that means nothing because the true wealth, pe people are like, oh, the Rothschilds, they, they're the richest family in the world or whatever, or the Orsinis or whoever, like the royal bloodlines. That's not what's important. Money's not what's important because these are just the powers that put this mirage of money being important in our faces and we just follow along with it blindly. The true wealth that's being hoarded from society is knowledge it is the esoteric knowledge it is the occult knowledge they want you to think that occultism is evil they want you to because occult just means hidden why is it called hidden it's not because we're keeping it hidden we are like if we 
it's and I say we as in the people who study occultism, not Freemasonry, because that's just up to your own discretion. I study it because it it's what's been hidden from us, the normal guys, not the the Rothschilds and the the Rockefellers. Like the information that's been hidden from us, because imagine it's that's how they get their power. There there is such thing as like white magic. Like there's there's black magic, there's white magic, and like the but there's people that are doing horrible horrible things with magic, but what we have forgotten is the power that is our God-given right that is the righteous type of power, which comes from the power of unconditional love. Nothing can overcome the power of unconditional love, and that's white magic. And if we understood truly who we are at a spiritual level, the 1% would have no effect on the 99%, and they know that. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's called the occult, because it's hidden from the 99%, because all they want to do is keep lying in their pockets and keep their bullshit wealth up. We don't have to buy into their society, but we do it anyways. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, and we could, you know, you know, I think um, when we get, when we get together next time, we can definitely go into more of that because I, I definitely want to talk to you on your opinions on that. And I have my own, um, I hate, I don't want to do this, man, but I do have to, I do have to wrap this up. Um, I got to get up at, like three o'clock in the morning and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. So, um, why don't we do this, man? What is, um, shout out your social media handles. So that way, if anybody, you know, they want to follow you, they can do that. And then, um, and then we can kind of get our final thoughts. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, right now the main platform is, uh, I mostly just post to TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. well, not mostly. That's pretty much the only place I post to. Uh, so TikTok is uh, at Widows Miho, uh, W-I-D-O-W-S-M-I-J-A. Uh, and uh, I did start a YouTube channel that's going to be for the podcast, but we'll just, there's no videos on it yet or anything. So we'll just keep that one. Uh, I should have it up and running by the next step. So we'll shout it out then. Cool. Um, Instagram. Yeah, I'd, love, I'd love to be on your podcast, man. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Um, Instagram, I post a little bit there once every like six months. Um, that one's Torchface, uh, but you replace the A with a V. Um, okay. Uh, but I do post for like tattoos. So if you're into tattoos, that's uh, Torchface with uh, replace the A with a V. Um, tattooer, and that's if you wanted to check out the tattoo work that I do. Um, that's the place to go. Cool. Yeah. And what I'll do, man, is um, if you don't mind, after, after, you jump, after we jump off here, shoot me a text with all your information. That way I can post it and uh, put yeah. it in the description of the podcast and all that. Um, what, you know, in, in a quick um, in the synopsis of everything that we've talked about, what are your final thoughts on everything? Um, the biggest message that I want to portray to people is that no matter what your belief system is, no matter what religion you belong to and so on and so forth, just know that like ba- basically that there is a God and I do believe in the, the, the triune effect of God, the father, God, the mother, God, the son. And 
the reason I say it that way is because on the highest level, there it, it all forms the one true God. It's the God of not only forgiveness, but also unconditional love, like fully unconditional love. It doesn't matter. You can doubt yourself. You can think negatively of yourself all you want, but there's something much, much, much greater than you that loves you unconditionally. And you have every reason to love yourself and everyone else that you come in contact with unconditionally. So well, it's one well, thing to forgive, but it's, it's, it's another to learn the power of unconditional love. Well said, man. Well said. And that's, I think that's a perfect way to end this, man. I really do. Um, I want I want to thank you, man, for, for taking your time out. I know you're busy and, uh, jumping on here with us, man. It's been, it's been my pleasure to have you, man. Hopefully one day I can meet you in person. That'd be great. Um, maybe get tattooed by you. That'd be cool as well. Maybe I can come out and, you know, visit a lodge and, uh, you know, even though it's not my lodge, could, you could come hang out and have a lodge experience and have dinner yeah. and stuff. Yeah, man. You're always welcome up here, buddy. And I mean, that's, that's for damn sure. And I, I guarantee that's going to happen. I mean, I, I see us building a good friendship. So, um, you, I, what I'll do is I'll get all your info. I'll post it in the description. I'll put your info, you know, again, in our group and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you don't mind, um, when I, I'll, I'll send you, uh, I don't know if you want to do like a, a TikTok video or something like, cause your main platforms, TikTok with the, uh, information to find the podcast. Um, but yeah. what I'll do is I'll get that, um, edited and it should be published by Thursday morning at the latest. Um, awesome. so, so I'll get and that done. And then, you know, whenever you're welcome back anytime, man, I mean, you tell me, um, you know, when you'd like to come back, I mean, we can even get you on next Monday if you want to, but that's up to you. I know you're busy. So. No, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely coordinate it. I, trust me. Okay. I, I would love, I would love to do this every weekend. Uh, but yeah. you know, things always do pop up, but, um, right. we'll, we'll definitely get it coordinated and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the next conversation. I think we touch base, uh, just enough to leave enough of a cliffhanger on all the subjects that we touched. <laughs> right. Right. And, and that's the thing about these things, man. I mean, there's so much information, really hard to put into one podcast, you know? So, um, yeah. so we always like to, man, I don't know if you got to listen to any of the full episodes, but we always like to, uh, we, we consider ourselves the alpha pack here. Um, so we always ended on a how, will you howl with me? You said how? Like a wolf how? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. All right. All right. On three, one, two, three. How? <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Power off to attack, man. Sounds good, bro. Right, I brother. appreciate you. All right, brother. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye-bye.